He's an off-the-wall professional cook, and she's a natural health guru with a PhD. With so much knowledge, it will blow your mind. Together, they'll write you a prescription for flavor. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Prescription for Flavor. I'm your natural health guru, Jennifer. And I'm Adam Hurd, but today you can call me Chef Death. Because coming up, we're going to talk about foods that may kill you, or at least give you really, really massive diarrhea. And some of them are going to surprise you. But first, let's take a look at Food in the News. A Bronze Age wooden container found in an ice patch at 2,650 meters in the Swiss Alps could help archaeologists shed new light on the spread and exploitation of cereal grains following a chance discovery. Hmm. A bron- so what's the Bronze A bronze Age wooden container? Bronze Age, what's that? That's, do you know? Bronze Age. Do you know what? I'm Googling it. I don't remember. <laughs> That's like... Bronze Age. 5,000 years ago? 10,000? 100,000? Wow, I don't even have a guess. I'm okay. such a moron. Wow. Okay, where is this here? The little thing on Google there where it says where it was. So 3,300 to 1,200 B.C. So like 3,000 years ago. Do I have yeah. that right? Uh, now, this is... well. It's something where yeah, I fall... Is- I always fall short on the history of the world... Because I'm always like, I feel kind of like Rain Man, if anybody remembers that movie. Remember how he was like, you know, he'd say, Rain, yeah. you know, how much is a chocolate bar? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, $10,000. How much is a car? Yeah, yeah, 99 cents. He'd everything backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. It's like Jesus lived, what, 200,000 years ago? And you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, when was the Victorian era? Well, Five million years ago? I can't remember. was never, ever my thing. Definitely yeah. not my thing. And it's something I didn't realize. Did you know that that the ages depend on the continent? What do you mean? I think, I guess we need a historian. Yeah, so I'm here on Wiki. Oh, God, if a historian is listening right now. Oh, they're laughing their heads off at us. They probably, actually, it's beyond (laughs) that. They probably feel more sorry for us. Probably, that's true. Um, Yeah, so it has different time frames based on the Near East, South Asia, Europe, and China. Really? Yeah, bizarre. when I looked up Bronze That's Age. Bizarre. Really bizarre. Super bizarre. Okay, so like a few thousand years ago. Uh, yeah, so a few thousand years so ago. So they found a wooden container from like three, four thousand years ago. Yes. Long time for wood to, to hold up. Yes, very, very long time. And it was, wow, like 10,000 had... feet deep in the Swiss Alps. That's right. That's a, that's a ways... Yeah, so what they were doing was this dig was they were hoping to find maybe milk residue in this container. Okay. Right? So they're just looking for, we're always on that history, on that history quest, right? right. Uh, so this one was, was pertaining to food. They're looking for how food has spread, right? Like nutrition of people from back then, <laughs> from the Bronze right. Age, that kind of stuff. Uh, so what they were expecting to find was maybe milk, right? basically. And so they were super happy to discover 
the lipid biomarkers for wheat or rye. Really? So, yeah. So they're saying that this container held wheat or rye. Wow. Way back then. This is crazy. That's crazy to think about. When you, when you think about like wheat and rye, mm-hmm. when you put it into a food perspective, usually you need to, um, I forget what the term is called, when you actually take the grain off of the stalk, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe back then, maybe it's just a bucket of grains, but even when you're thinking like thousands of years ago, Exactly. The fact that they were transporting these grains, that they were eating them, that they were harvesting them at right. this time. This is like, this is a huge discovery. Right. They had the tools in the buckets and they're like, let's, let's put grains in the buckets. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll get lucky and discover that they didn't eat any meat. Maybe. Because way, way back they didn't. I think they already discovered <laughs> no. that our very, very, very early ancestors yeah, were vegetarians. Were vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty crazy. That is really that history crazy. stuff is that kind of that level is mind baffling that they could figure that out, given the stuff that we can't figure out now <laughs> with know. technology, right? Like anytime I go to a coffee shop, half of the people behind the counter can't figure out how to get me a bagel with, you know, with the appropriate cream cheese, yeah, and almond milk, please. Almond milk. <laughs> yes, that is that is very, very true. Right? So back then they could, you know, they, they didn't even have really a full language developed. And they mm-hmm. could be like, hey, let's scuff the grains off of this stock. We'll put it in a thing. For all we know, they boiled it down and made stuff cooler than we make now. Exactly. You know? They probably they did. They need to find some ancient, like, cookie cutters. Yeah. That that would be really awesome. But I think the thing is, back then, they didn't overthink things. They just did it because they needed to eat. So it was like, okay, this is delicious. Mm -hmm. Let's eat it. Right. Right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they were like... Maybe they did overthink. They didn't even have a word for Google it. No. Google it. Let's Google it. Yeah, exactly. Google how to make bread. That's probably like before Google, maybe? I think. I think just a couple years before Google. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. They had to shit right because now we have Google and we can't figure anything <laughs> out. You get people exactly walking true. around in circles. I don't know what to do. Bumping into poles, looking at their cell phones. Mm-hmm. And these guys didn't even have language and they could build a bucket, build the tools, go out and figure out to eat the wheat. Well, I'm amazed that they had transport boxes. <laughs> right? So this was, they had a box to carry their wheat in. Yeah. That's just crazy. Why they like a wheat box. We don't even have that now. No, unless it's like a cardboard box. Wheaties, they come in a box. Is that a wheat box? Wheaties? Sure, Wheaties. Wheaties in a wheat box. I don't box. think there's any wheat left in the Wheaties. <laughs> okay, good article. That's interesting stuff. I'd like to read that one. So today we are talking about deadly foods. Foods that could kill you or at least give you diarrhea, like I said in the intro. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've I've gone through and skimmed a bunch of these articles on deadly foods, mm-hmm. you know, because everyone has the, the big title. They do. Foods that can kill you. And then you read and it's like the first five, say, could give you mild tummy upset and possibly a little diarrhea. And it's like, well, I wanted to read about, you know, mass extinction of humanity yeah. from eating potatoes or something. There you go. And then it's that like, could give you a tummy ache. You know, 
like yeah. the title says foods that will kill you. Well, I thought it was interesting <clears throat> that some of these some of these titled articles foods that can kill you a lot of them are based on allergies. Yeah. Those I don't really count those. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Peanuts kill a third of the child population right now or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's that many, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, exactly. Like peanuts don't belong on this list because they're not toxic in any quantity. Yeah. Right? There's there's things that I mean they're not that good for you, but they're not going to kill the average person. Right. Right? Only somebody that has a severe allergy. Right. So they do not belong on a list. Right. But some of these things really do, like rhubarb. Rhubarb can kill you. Rhubarb can kill you. There's a lot of people that hate rhubarb and probably would agree and like to hear that. Rhubarb, that's another thing that's on the list. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should do a podcast. I don't know if it's interesting enough, but is uh, I was just reading an article about foods. Um, Actually, it said something about controversial foods, and it was a little misleading too because it wasn't controversial. It was foods that people either like Mm-hmm. Or absolutely hate, and there's no middle ground. And rhubarb's okay. on the list because it yeah. is one. It is one. It's, it's a, a very, love or hate. It really is. There's not a lot of people who are like, yeah, I kind of like rhubarb. They're either they really like it or they hate it. Yeah. Another one on the list was black licorice. Um, yeah, I can see that. Which is funny because I read that, and then we went and saw the movie, um, the Emoji Movie. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Because I'm a badass. That's the kind of movies I like to watch. That's right. And then he made a reference. I didn't know that. I didn't know that there's people that either love or hate black licorice. But according to this article, tons of people hate it. And then they made a reference to that. Okay. The hand guy, he's eating all the candy and he's like, I just can't get on board with black licorice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is a thing. Yeah. I didn't know. Enough of a thing to put in a childish movie. Yeah, exactly. So... Same type of situation with, with these lists. It was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of them can actually kill you. But rhubarb, I've, I've eaten a lot of rhubarb in my life. I you love have. It. I'm I, a lover. I am a huge lover. I used to, when I was really, really little, like I'm talking three, four years old, I started eating rhubarb because my mom always had a little rhubarb patch. And so I would right. go out to the backyard of our little tiny townhouse and pull stalks of rhubarb and just sit there and eat them. Just raw, right out of the garden. Just raw? Totally loved it. Well, yeah. Well, that's just... just sit there. That's you pull just the dumb. Stalks. Yeah, as long <laughs> as you pull, like, the thinner stalks, they're just that little bit sweeter. Yeah, just sit there and eat them. You that's gotta... a good thing I didn't munch down on those leaves. I was smart enough, I guess, back then. Is that what it is? It's the leaves? It's the leaves. I was going to say I didn't read much, but I I assumed it wasn't the stalk or I'd be dead. It, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I figured it was the root or something. No, it's it's definitely the leaves. Okay, if that's the case... Mm-hmm. Um, because the leaves of a rhubarb stalk at toward the top, yes, the stalk and the leaf is kind of the same part, like it celery. grows together exactly. And when you buy rhubarb at a grocery store, no, yeah. please don't buy rhubarb at a grocery store. Go to a farmer or something. But anyway, yeah. it's expensive. At a <laughs> if grocery you buy store. leave, if you buy the rhubarb at the grocery store, they always cut the leaves. They always cut the stalk so that there's still just that little tiny bit of leaf at the top. Right. You know, and it makes them look pretty. They look more appetizing. But yeah, you want to you want to trim your stalks so that you get rid of that white part at the end, the root. You know, because you pull you pull rhubarb. If nobody has, if you haven't grown rhubarb, you pull it. You don't cut it. Okay. okay, I didn't know. So, yeah, so you always cut pull it the from rhubarb from the plant. And the bottom part is this pinky white kind of weirdness. You cut that off, 
and then you cut off way before the leaves start. So give it a full inch, right? Okay. Up near the top so that you get so that you get rid of all that. You want that red part of the rhubarb. Okay. Not not where it starts to vein off into the leaves. So what is it? It's obviously some kind of a some kind of a toxin. Yeah, it's oxalic acid. Oxalic acid. Oxalic acid. It sounds menacing. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll it is. will it kill you or will it, it just will give you diarrhea? You. No, no, it will actually kill you. Really? It's yeah, yeah. No, this is something. It's it's not as toxic as say ricin. Okay. Right or um, yeah, but but it's definitely it will kill you. The dose is fifteen to thirty grams has are toxic. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that would be embarrassing to go, you know, to be rushed in like code red into the emergency room. It's kind of like, what What happened? What did he do? He ate rhubarb leaves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? I would equate that to going to like a maximum security prison for insider trading. You get all these big murderers. And what did you do? What are you in for? Oh, my um, goodness. I gave stock tips to somebody I shouldn't have. Yeah. <clears throat> kind exactly. of embarrassing. So... You don't want to be embarrassed in the emergency room. Stay away from the leaves of your rhubarb plant. Yeah, but eat the rhubarb because rhubarb is insanely healthy. It's actually so, so good is for you. Is it iron? Because that's – when I was a kid, they um, always gave me rhubarb and said it's good for you. It's full of iron. No. I, it does kind of have that taste, right? Yeah, and that is actually the oxalic acid. Oh, really? That gives it that flavor. It has that. But, but no, it's not Well, if that's what iron. gives it the flavor, how come I can eat the stock? Because there's such a small amount, like there, it's it's very minimal. It just it leaves that flavor. Does it build up in your not, system? Can I eat no a pound of rhubarb every day? <laughs> uh, well, I think you'd have diarrhea. Yeah, if you ate a pound of rhubarb. Is every that day. from the oxalic acid then? It, it, no, that's from the fiber content. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's high in fiber. It's high in fiber. All right. So they say that rhubarb aids in weight loss. Now that would be attributed to the fiber content. Right. Right. Because um, the fiber will bind to free fats and get it out of your system, uh, it says that it strengthens the the digestive system. Now I don't know how founded that one is. I'm just reading this off of a little rhubarb fact sheet here. Uh, but the things that I do know absolutely is it helps to prevent Alzheimer's disease. Now a bunch of research has been done on that. Uh, so weird little fact. Reduces the risk of cardiovascular diseases. Again, that's going to be pretty much due to the fiber content, right? Because sure. we're getting rid of those free-floating fats. Uh, yeah, cancers, wow. bone growth. It's got a lot of uh, stuff going on for So it. if you want to lose weight or fight off cardiovascular disease, eat the stock. That's right. And if you want to die, <laughs> eat the leave. Or... or like that's a great that'd be a great way to like kill your boss there you go make them a rhubarb they should pie <laughs> i was just say rhubarb i got i brought you rhubarb jam right just make it just make it like 70 yeah. percent leaf throw the sugar in there right and you put yeah. it in a jar and you be like hey i'm thinking i brought you some rhubarb tasty, jam though it would what i don't think that would be very tasty though enough sugar covers up everything oh okay i should have sure. i, I should have pitched that for the horrible bosses movie <laughs> You right? totally should have. kill your boss with food. There you go. Horrible bosses, what would they be on now? Three? 
If you're yeah, I think listening, there was three. Horrible Bosses 3, we have an idea for you. I think they already made you. three, didn't they? I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah. I have no idea. Rhubarb jam. Deadly rhubarb <laughs> leaf jam. They're like, I made you some jam. There you go. And he eats it and he's like. But if you guys use that, you have to credit Adam. <laughs> yeah. For the movie, not if you actually kill your boss. No, no, no. If you actually kill <laughs> your boss. the movie. <laughs> delete the pot. Delete the. No, don't actually kill your boss. Just, just dream about it. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. Okay, what's next? Whole bunches of trouble we've got going on. For we need Adam to here. move away from rhubarb and telling people how to murder people. Yeah, um, I think that would be a good idea. Pufferfish. So, pufferfish. Yeah. Fugu. Pufferfish. Fugu. Is yeah. That what it's called? Yeah, it's called fugu. <clears throat> okay. In cuisine in Japan, it is a delicacy. It's long since been a delicacy. And uh, also kind of a YouTube, I don't know, what do you call it? A trend. A tre- yeah, one of those trending foods. Yeah, from way back. They were doing videos, of course, people going in and I'm going to eat the deadly fish because fugu mm-hmm. is very deadly. Yeah. There's parts, um, the organs, I believe, the, I don't know, is it like the ovaries or something? There's a f- The liver. Well, the liver, and this is... This is part that I don't understand. I need to read up more on it, to be honest with you. I just know the culinary aspects. They used to actually serve the liver because the liver, as far as I know, may or may not contain the toxin. Because in Japan, the liver used to be the most sought-after part because it's the the tastiest. Oh, really? But it also contains contains the toxin but may not be enough to kill you. Okay. So I did look it up, and the stats that I found were from 2000 to 2009. Yeah. Um, wait. No, I forgot. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I have it here somewhere. Always write things down. Uh, I forget. How many people was it? 23 people in Japan okay. alone. Yeah. Now, it, it is kind of a culinary uh, phenomenon mm-hmm. across Asia, but it's most prominent in Japan. So in those in that nine year span, that's the stats that I found. Twenty three people died. However, okay. in that time frame, there was uh, over three hundred and thirty cases of food poisoning that were non fatal, really? attributed to pufferfish or fugu. Okay. And what it what the deal was was that uh, they used to have to have a three year. Um, they had a three-year period of experience for certified chefs before mm-hmm. they could actually clean and serve the fish in a restaurant. Really? The restaurant wow. had to be licensed, so they had to have mm-hmm. one of these chefs who had three years of experience, so they knew what they were doing that was overseen by the government yeah. before they could get licensed to sell it. Jeez, yeah. wow. Because That's a small serving of this stuff, like a few hundred grams, is worth like a couple hundred bucks. Wow. Well, I, I was just looking it up. The um, tetrodotoxin mm-hmm. is 1,200 times more poisonous than cyanide. Yeah. And one puffer fish can kill up to 30 adults. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. And that's when they say lethal. Lethal. Yeah. Like there's some of these cases where they consumed the fish in a restaurant. Yeah. And these, these 23 people that died from 2000 to 2009 mm-hmm. were from restaurants. Okay. They were supposedly clean. Some of these people, I know one case I read about, the guy was dead within 30 minutes. 
Jeez. Right? So at least you know the risk going in. But but why would you take that risk? And you don't ha- well, I'm uh, I've actually always <laughs> wanted to try it. It's it's going to be my first go-to when I go to Japan. I'm like Seriously? it's supposed to be awesome. Oh, no thank right? you. It's supposed to be good. It's kind of like I mean, I'm different in that way. I yeah. think there's other people out there like me that some people go into a really dirty restaurant where they've heard the food is fantastic and they go in and go, ew. Yeah. And they leave. Sure. If I've I heard the food that. is fantastic, I don't care how dirty the place is. <laughs> I'm trying the food. Okay. I so have been hospitalized think... for food poisoning more than once. But, more than once. But to be fair, the food was good some of those times. Yeah. Some of them. So not all of them. Not all of them. Wasn't always worth it. No, I got poisoned by back in the late 1990s by a big king from Burger King. Yeah, that's that's just never worth it. It was actually in the newspapers. A whole bunch of people and myself as well. Oh. Well, there you go. You can't always. You go to yeah. it's probably a clean, clean Burger King and just probably. You know, but. some seventeen-year-old picked his nose, made the burger, dropped. <laughs> who knows what he did? <clears throat> oh my goodness! Well, with that many people, I think it would have been like a mass contamination. You know, like maybe E. coli or something. Something like that. Something. But I've eaten in a lot of dirty places with good food and never gotten sick too. So. That that is true. That is very true. But with the puffer fish, yeah, I would I would like to try it. But it is deadly now. Here's mm-hmm. the thing in Japan is that uh, I was trying to find out. They were looking a few years ago at pulling the licensing oh, because really? they said. In the past, uh, like, handful of years, five or six yeah. years, there's been so so few reported incidences of food poisoning related to the puffer fish. Okay. That they thought maybe we don't need, <clears throat> excuse me, that we don't need the licensing anymore. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's the licensing that's making people not right. fall dead after right. eating this dish. That's like saying, that's like saying, you know what? The, the rate of vehicle accidents here has become so low that we're not going to license people anymore. You can just, yeah, drive. just drive. We're not going to train you. <laughs> you don't have to have a license. You just get in a car and drive because there's been so few accidents. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's so few accidents after you implemented the licensing for the last how many years. But anyway. Yeah. So. So I don't know if they did pull or not. I honestly didn't. Dig I that hope deep. not. If they did pull it, there's no way on earth I would eat a puffer fish. If they pulled the licensing, I would I would think twice. Yeah. Because it is kind of a, a serious. Well, from a health situation. standpoint, I don't see I don't see it being worth it. It would have to taste super fantastic. Because yeah. they don't provide anything that any other fish doesn't provide. They're not high in any kind of nutrients. The only thing that they are prized for is apparently healthy looking skin. Okay. I don't I've know. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's just because you're glowing after the fact. You're going, I survived. I survived. I survived. So you're all happy and now your skin yeah. is all shiny because you're <laughs> like, because at first you were sweating going, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Right. And then it's like, woo <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You're Googling like, <laughs> like how long before I know that I'm safe. Okay. Yeah, if you exactly. haven't died within three hours, you're okay. So at the three hour mark, you're yeah. celebrating. So yeah. then your glow, your skin is all glowy and pretty because you're, you're just yeah. so happy. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe, um, you know, maybe you're also the next day you could be like sobering up and you're just like, wow, I look really good because yesterday I was so drunk 
Because I imagine there's a lot. Chunky, you have to of, eat a puffer fish. Yeah, imagine there's a lot of sake goes into you, a lot of people before they do that. Right? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm I'm I am a wimp. There is no way I do not have the balls. I guess. <laughs> Glad I don't. I think that's but... probably a given. Sure. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just I do not have the courage to to eat a puffer fish. Yeah. I imagine those no, restaurants when people stumble in, pissed drunk, they probably like, "You're here for the fugu, right?" <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Probably. Give me the poisonous fish right now. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, you don't eat it for health benefits, obviously. You, no, obviously. You, eat it you don't thrill. even eat it because it's that delicious. Come on. You eat it to get the T-shirt. I survived the puffer fish. Exactly. Exactly. Ridiculousness. Exactly. I just want to be a part of that ridiculousness. You're listening to Prescription for Flavor. I think that's a good time before we move on to some of these other ones. By the way, that are maybe a little more common. You might even have them in your uh, in your cupboard. Yeah, that's right. You might. You might. Some people might. My grandmother did <laughs> with uh, at least two of these. So anyway, we'll talk about those in a second. But right now, I think uh, it's time for the question of the week. Okay. This week's question comes from Pam in uh, Surrey, B.C., Pam's out west. Awesome. Hi, Pam. Thanks for the question, Pam. Pam says, as I get older, my hair seems to be getting more thin and brittle. Uh, I've tried all the natural hair products. All is capitalized. Okay. I've tried all the natural hair products I could get my hands on. Uh, Is there something I can do with my diet to help this situation? Okay, so yes, and uh, there's a few things. First of all, vitamins, uh, vitamin A and vitamin B5 in particular. So vitamin A provides moisture to the scalp, and you can get vitamin A from things like sweet potatoes, uh, fatty fish, red peppers. They It helps to kind of lubricate and reduce the dryness of the hair and the scalp. Okay, and vitamin B5 helps to restore that healthy, shiny appearance. Um, it also alleviates skin irritation. So, so if you notice that your hair is getting brittle and dry, but you're also breaking out in rashes and that kind of stuff, um, you know, or eczema, then that probably means that you have a B5 deficiency, right? And things that, that have B5 are like eggs and nuts. They can They can definitely supplement your your diet, and then also protein. So hair is protein. It requires protein to grow. So if you're not getting enough high-quality proteins, your hair will be brittle. It won't grow as quickly. Um, And then what was the last one here? And healthy fats. Okay, so healthy fats, that's your omegas. They help to keep your hormone hormone balance in check. So you said as you're aging, I'm not sure you didn't give us an age, right? Yeah, I don't Did have an age. Give us an actual age. Okay. She's a she's a she's a lady. Ladies don't divulge their uh, age, right? Yeah, I know that's it's a thing. True. But when you're asking these kind of questions, it, it is kind of important. Okay. Uh, because as we age, hormone regulation changes, right? So the hormones that we have, the balance. So healthy fats are really important to keep your hormone levels in check which 
greatly affect your hair growth. So if you're trying these, these vitamin supplement products that are meant for hair growth and you're finding that they're not doing anything, a lot of times it means that you're maybe your hormones aren't fully in balance. Wow. Okay. Another thing is make sure that your iron levels are are on point. If your iron is low, that really affects your hair as well. Iron does. Iron does, yeah. Can I take all of these? Because, you know, I've been starting <laughs> to thin out the last few years. Yeah. I call bullshit, too, on your protein because I feel like a few years ago when I hit, I was hitting the gym hard and I was mm-hmm. doing the protein shakes yeah. You know, I was trying to eat more natural protein too, and I was doing egg whites and chicken breasts and the protein shakes. Yeah. Rice protein. Uh, rice. I tried to get away from the whey because that hurt my stomach. Okay. Rice and something else protein. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of protein. I feel like I lost more hair <laughs> that year than any other well, time. You well, just said hair yes, is protein. That is very true. However, protein is also an acid. So proteins increase the amount of the. They affect your acid-base balance in the body. And if your body is too acidic, you also can't grow hair. So that's that's another problem. Yeah, right? Okay. So, so yeah, the acid-base balance is really important. And that's not really something that I can help you with. Over a podcast, that is something that needs a full body makeup, right? To go, okay, where full are body these makeup? problems? Yeah. <laughs> full that sounds kinky. Questionnaire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> of course, you're a guy. I want to go in for a full body makeup. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Okay, well, I hope that helps you out, uh, Pam, and good luck with your uh, hair situation. Um, moving on to... Which one do you want to talk about now? Which do I want to talk about? Yeah, we have, uh, we have a few more on the list. Sure, well... There's a, there's a bunch, right? We just picked so some... Many. Yeah. We picked some that you knew something about, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe in cooking I know a little bit about. Um, but, uh, in general, there's, there's all kinds of ones that can make you sick. Yes. And, or actually really, really make you sick or kill your, yeah. kill your, well, whatever. what about, what about the beautiful root cassava? Yeah. All right. Cassava, cassava. Yeah. Cassava's, uh, you know, when I said you may have it in your, uh, in your kitchen, in your pantry or whatever. Certainly, if you're in South America, if you're listening from there, you probably do. Mm-hmm. Very, very common there. It's uh, We don't use it as much here. No. Although it's readily available and it's not expensive. It, well, yeah. It's cheap. It's fairly versatile. I know nothing about the health of cassava. You can use really? it kind of like a potato. Yes. Um, however, I thought they lasted a really long time, but I bought one and I didn't use it for two weeks. Well... And it was, I cut it open, it was soft and sour smelling. It smelled like sour milk. Yeah. I was wondering, I bet you anything that that cassava wasn't good to begin with. You probably didn't choose a good one. Could be, or it might have been already old. Yeah, it was probably already old. I don't actually, I know how to pick them when I buy them though. Yeah. But I don't know how long they last, because anytime I've bought them, I usually use them right away. Well, yeah, because usually if I'm going and I'm buying a cassava... I would I would buy it for a particular recipe, right? So it's something that we'll right. be making in the next couple of days. And I'm sure you probably did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, cassava is rich in minerals and such as calcium, phosphorus, um, magnesium, iron. This is one that is actually rich in iron. <laughs> so, okay. and we need all of that stuff for proper growth. Uh, it's rich in fiber, obviously. It's rich in carbohydrates. 
right? So it's a really good carbohydrate re carbohydrate replacement, and it's rich in healthy carbs, right? So when we talk about carbohydrates and you get into those simple sugars, those are carbohydrates, but they're not the healthy ones. Right. So cassava is rich in the healthy carbohydrates, the ones that we need to fuel our body, right? And then, of course, the best thing, it's gluten-free, <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. So as a flour, you can use cassava flour, right? Or tapioca. Mm -hmm. And and it makes a great wheat alternative. Right. In a lot of recipes. Right. Yeah. It's it's used a lot as a thickener, mm -hmm. whether it be the flour or actually just boiling down the, the plant, the root itself. Yeah. To, uh, to use as a thickener. I just used it. I made, uh, here's a shameless plug for Adam Cooks Everything. One of my videos was I made an African but palm butter stew mm -hmm. with fufu. So in Africa, across Africa, they use cassava a lot. Yes. Either the raw root or the flour to make fufu, which is a uh, it's a very soft kind of a gelatinous dumpling. Yeah. Right. And very it's, gelatinous. Right. It's because it's sustainable. It's very cheap. It takes mm -hmm. like a few minutes to make, and whatever other food they have, whether it's a soup or a stew, mm -hmm. it's a very neutral kind of a, a dumpling that they have. Yeah. And so, it has that, that nice flavor that <clears throat> that complements other things, right? Because it's so mild on its own. Right. Right? That if you're putting it with a soup or a stew, you it it gets infused with whatever with whatever flavors you're working with. Right. Yeah, when right. I made these fufu dumplings, and sometimes they put butter in them, sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. It's literally water, salt, butter, and cassava flour. Yeah. And yeah, it basically just takes on the butter flavor. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. of flavor on its own. The yeah, flour. just a little, but just a hint. But it was yeah. I thought they were quite good. Yeah. They were it was an interesting texture. Yeah. You didn't Definitely. like the texture so much. It was kind well, of like a little bit like uh like Japanese mochi. A little bit. The good <clears throat> ones were like Japanese mochi, mm -hmm. which I actually really like the flavor. Yeah, the first batch were kind of a but little slimy. The ones I, were I screwed a those up. Snotty. <laughs> I screwed the pooch on the first batch, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 Flavor was still good, but texture was just not not edible. Right. I right. thought. I would like to try those using the because uh, you just mash up boiled cassava plant. Mm -hmm. I think, and they make those dumplings the same, and it would be wildly different. Yeah. The plant to the root. So I don't think we told our listeners why cassava is uh, dangerous. No, I was it was getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's high in cyanide. Like apple seeds. Yeah. That's on every list, but, too. But apple seeds. Yes, apple seeds are on every list. Um, so there is enough cyanide in the roots that what they used to do. So it was interesting that you brought up African because cassava is not native to Africa. It was actually an import. It's South America, isn't it? Yeah, South American, yeah. Uh, Caribbean to be specific. So the aboriginals, yeah. um, the aboriginals of South America used to squeeze the cassava, remove the juice from it, and then use that juice to poison their arrows. So you really? know what you see on those movies, the poison darts? Yeah. Yeah, that's cassava poison. Wow. Yeah, so, so that's how poisonous it is. So, okay, same question as like the rhubarb. Okay. Yes. Why hasn't it killed me? I've had cassava. I love cassava fries. If you ever get those. Exactly. They make an awesome French fry out of cassava. It's a little sweeter. It's a little mm -hmm. different texture. It's really good. Why haven't those killed me? Because you eat <clears throat> them cooked. So the process oh, okay. of cooking them, of heating the cassava, removes this poison. Oh. Right? And also drying removes this poison. So the poison is in the liquid. It's not right? in the flour. They had to, it's not in the flour. 
Uh, and the other thing is there are two different types of cassava. Now, both contain but the I've eaten cyanide raw poison. I've eaten raw cassava. Seriously? Well, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I made cassava fries for you. It was like a year ago. Okay. And you did too. We both tried it raw. Did we both try it raw? Okay, yeah. Because it was it the first time we'd ever bite. made cassava fries. Yeah. And we both tried it raw. I don't know how much you had, but I had two little rounds of it. Oh, really? Well. You know what? Maybe that was one of those times I got hospitalized for food poisoning. Maybe, and I, you didn't know what it was. I, I blamed the poor restaurant that I had the, the night before. Exactly. <laughs> and I here know. I am eating poisonous foods, blaming a restaurant. Exactly. Oh, boy. Uh, so... In North America, we can't buy the... So there's two different types. There's the bitter and the sweet cassava. The bitter cassava has more cyanide in it. Makes sense. While they both have cyanide, only the the bitter one has, has a lot of it. Right. Right? So that could also be the difference. So a couple little bites of the sweet cassava maybe might have hurt your stomach but not enough to to be actual cyanide poisoning okay right but it does have so like don't go out there people eating raw cassava or tasting it saying hey adam survived i did too that's right (laughs) um but yeah so so that i thought that was pretty interesting but it is like cassava is definitely one of those things that that i say should be in most people's diets right but just cook it so compared to a potato it's got it's oh, more so nutritious, more, more fiber, probably. For sure. Oh, yeah. You can tell by the texture of it that it's more fibrous. Yeah, yeah. No, it just... Potatoes mm. are basically just empty carbs, right? Close, There's not yeah. much in them. You have a little bit of potassium. Most of but, it's in the skin, right? But pound for... Yeah, exactly. Well, that, and that's where the fiber is, right? Right. In, in a potato, yeah. Um, but so pound for pound, you get so much more out of the cassava. Like, just so much more. And then another really interesting thing is uh, cassava helps to lower cholesterol in yeah. your bloodstream. So, you know, something potatoes do not do. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And lots of antioxidants too. But you got to try cassava fries. That's my favorite part of the well, cassava. Well, now seeing frying anything just ruins the health benefits. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> and cassava cake is just wildly popular in South America. Wildly popular. There's a million different yes. family recipes and stuff and mm-hmm. it's good too. And that that is a very good way to eat the cassava. Right. Yes, to get all the nutrients out of it. All right. For sure. Uh castor oil. Now, I know this is an old thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Whatever the day is to you, likely <laughs> your grandparents talk to you about back in the day. Yes. Every day or once a week, they get lined up as kids and they'd have to take a tablespoonful of castor oil. Yes. Or uh, cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, there was another one, wasn't there? But was there another Those one? were the big two usually. They'd either yeah. have castor oil or cod liver oil. Yeah. Every day or once a week or whatever. Yes. And, um, you know, it was one of those dreaded times. It's supposed to have all these health benefits. That's on the list. It is on the list. Of foods that can kill you. Yeah. And do you know why it's on the list? This is one that gross. needs to be on the list. No, because it's high in ricin. Ricin. So, ricin. That's that's where we get ricin from. Is actually from the castor bean. I have no idea what you're talking about. Has it got anything to do with the rice? Right. <laughs> ricin. R i c i n. I don't know. It's the. I failed. Um, I failed chemistry both times <laughs> in high school. It 
it's uh and it's a toxin that they used during one of the wars. Uh now see, here we go into history. Is it like again. napalm? Is that what they used to make napalm or something? Oh, then I don't know. See, I don't know that kind of stuff. I know the biochemistry of it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so ricin is it's it's a lectin, which is a carbohydrate binding protein. And it can kill, uh, it's like a few grains. So the amount of ricin, like a few grains of table salt. So toss out a couple of things of table salt, you know, like just those couple and then take like three or four grains of table salt. That much ricin can kill a full grown adult. That's how powerful this stuff is. Okay, so the lethal dose is 22 micrograms. So even smaller than a milligram. So micrograms per kilo of body weight. Right? So, so how are our grandparents not dead? So how are our grandparents not dead? Yeah. Uh, because it is not in the castor oil. Oh, so it is removed the... by processing. So if you find castor beans, do not eat them. Right. If you see a plant, it's like, oh, castor oil is really good for you. I'm going to eat some of these beans. Yeah, no, don't I guess do that. We probably should have prefaced this because I've actually spoke to a lot of people about castor oil because... Mm. I guess, what, I'm a boring person? I don't know how you get on the topic of castor oil, right? I don't know, you but gotta it has have, come up for me before. you got to have so. something other than Donald Trump to talk about, I suppose. Yes, there Reach you go. for anything you can. But yes. castor oil is a plant-derived oil. Yes. A lot of people, and I thought this a long time ago too, because mm-hmm. castor oil is a okay. petroleum, it's motor oil. Oh, okay. It's yeah, a very, it's very, very prominent brand of motor oil called castor oil. We've grown up with it. And I think castor oil, it doesn't sound natural. No. It doesn't sound like linseed oil or flax oil, right? It's castor <laughs> yeah. oil. It sounds like a petrol, petroleum-based. No, yeah, it's actually so. derived from a plant. So okay. it is a natural thing. You cannot use it in cooking. Mm-hmm. It has a very, very low flash point. It tastes strong to begin with. If you cook it, it tastes stronger. And you can't. You won't, you don't want to use it in cooking or even in a salad because you can't take very much of it because it's yeah it's like a laxative and right yeah exactly it's like too much of it'll hurt your tummy and oh for sure give you the poopers yeah no castor oil is solely the poopers. a medicinal <clears throat> type of thing pretty well yeah you you can't use yeah. it in cooking so you were saying about if you see the plant and it has beans on it yeah don't eat the beans don't eat the beans because a couple beans will kill you yeah there is enough ricin because the ricin is directly extracted from the beans okay okay so but the oil is also extracted from the beans and coincidence i guess i don't know the the acid that that is the fatty acid so it's ricinoleic acid so it's actually a ricin based acid but it's the fat that's healthy and the protein that will kill you (laughs) so so don't eat the bean because it will kill you but if you're if you or your grandparents probably grandparents would be like i used to take castor oil every day when i was a kid right right so it supports the lymphatic system. It increases circulation. It prevents the growth of viruses, bacteria, yeast, molds. So it's kind of like a body cleanse is why they would take it. Uh, it fights skin disorders. Uh, they would use it in the olden days to kill ringworms. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it, it 
It's good for skin inflammation. So they would actually apply it as well on top of the skin, as well as taking it internally. Uh, it heals acne. It helps hair grow. It reduces itching and swelling on the skin. Uh, fights toenail fungus. Yeah. So there's all kinds of topical like external body uses for well, it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of that hair and like mm-hmm. wart removal and all kinds of stuff, right? Exactly. Now, one thing, if you are pregnant, it induces labor. Really? So if you're like six months <clears throat> pregnant, so don't go taking any castor oh, oil. Don't. Okay. Well, I thought right? well, that's the whole point. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you're, you're... If you get like the baby in there, you want the baby out. over and you want that baby out. Maybe. You know, that's that's different. But consult your doctor. But cons- Yes, for sure. Don't just take castor oil if you're pregnant in any way, no matter yeah. if it's day one or day 40. Yeah. Right? Don't take any. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, but so I guess there's nothing for you to talk about food-wise because really... Yeah, don't eat it. It's gross. Disgusting. It's gross. I mean, you could probably put a little bit on your salad, but like a teaspoon if you wanted to make a salad dressing with it. Yeah, sure, because As, you don't want to take a spoonful. If you don't that. want to take a spoonful and you want to make a little vinaigrette mm-hmm. instead, but like a very little bit, you want probably max tablespoon kind of thing for a per one person serving. Yeah. You're going to dress your salad with it. It might be a little strong of a salad dressing. Yeah. But if you were going to take it anyway and you just want to uh, try to hide the flavor, yeah, maybe that's an idea. Sure. Sounds good to me. Sure. I'll come up with a recipe. I think it actually sounds good. Use lots of (laughs) garlic, fresh oregano, uh, half a teaspoon of honey, and some salt. Yeah, there you go. Oh, and red wine or balsamic vinegar. I don't know. Vinaigrettes are easy. Vinaigrettes are so easy. Put in some, They're always a great go-to. Put in some lemon, lime juice, or vinegar. Mm-hmm. A little salt, sugar, some kind of flavoring. Garlic, spices, fruit, whatever. Yeah. Shake it up. Put it on your salad. Elderberries. Elderberries. This one is another one with a question mark. I was sick a lot as a child. Yes. I had a lot of... I don't want to say the word diarrhea again. I felt like if I've... <laughs> I feel like, like I've talked word. too much about diarrhea in this episode and people are disgusted. But uh, as a young child, I had a lot of diarrhea, a lot of vomiting. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Never did. Yes. Everyone's still trying to figure out what's wrong with me in a lot of different ways, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I also remember currants, you know, mm-hmm. and elderberries, gooseberries, yes. currants, elderberries, all the weird berries. Yeah. My aunt, my grandmother, sometimes my mother had. Yeah. And I'm sure I ate raw elderberries yeah. as a kid. That maybe that's why you were sick. You you just always had cyanide poisoning when you were a kid because you just eat all these weird things. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe you know what? Maybe my mom maybe <laughs> that should be her retirement career. She should be killing other people's bosses. Uh, yeah. I'll take your boss out. I got some rhubarb. I got some castor oil. I got elderberries. Yeah. I'll kill his ass quick. <laughs> Nobody will see it coming. So I'm just going to make him a salad. I'm make him a salad. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Salad oh, or a boy. pie. This is, this is bad. Yeah. So elderberries, um, they're kind of like a currant to eat. Right? Are they? I don't yeah, think I've ever eaten one. I've had elderberry jam yeah. or juice, but right. not. And this, so this is the thing, apparently, that they need to be cooked. Yes. Because you can get elderberry juice. Mm-hmm. You can buy elderberry syrup, elderberry juice, and uh, elderberry extract. 
Yes. Syrup is obviously cooked. I'm going to assume the juice then to be commercially packaged must have to get up to a certain boiling point. Yeah. Because it's the cooking that, is it cyanide as well? It is. It's cyanide as well. And it's the cooking that, that kills it. Right. So yeah, like don't, don't eat the actual berries, but you can have. And don't drink the raw juice. Yeah. And don't drink the raw juice. Yeah. Don't, don't get like a bunch of berries and go, oh, well, I was told I can't eat the berries, so I'm just going to juice I'm going to make them. the juice because I've seen and the juice in the grocery store, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, this, and the juice in the grocery store, once it's been canned, it's been processed. Yeah, it would have right? to be. Because it has to be pasteurized and everything to be legal to sell it on grocery store shelves, right? Right, right. So and it's that pasteurizing process that, that will kill anything and get rid of the cyanide. Right. Right? But, I mean, elderberries is another one of those things that are they're very, very, very healthy. And you'll see if you go into to um like a vitamin store there's always elderberry extracts right Right. like in pill form and liquid form and you know pretty much everything and they use elderberries in in all kinds of different things right like teas and ointments and wines right um yeah you get elderberry wine in um you know kind of in in trendy and whole cuisine um they'll do an elderberry reduction Mm-hmm. over game meats so over like a piece of yeah. elk or venison mm-hmm. goes really really well because it's a very kind of gamey berry yes it's very flavorful it's kind of pungent sort of like a currant because they use currants for that stuff as well exactly right? yeah and it goes really well with with a game meat or a, a game poultry mm-hmm. right they can use that with uh you know like a duck or a pheasant or something as well okay so it's a okay. really really unique thing like that i just hope all the chefs know <laughs> They're like, we put elderberries on top with the elderberry reduction on your piece of elk. Uh, I, I would think that that would be part of, well, maybe not, schooling. I was going to say schooling, but... No, it's not something it, you'd it learn. Would, I, yeah. No, I no you not. wouldn't. It, it's too many specifics to learn Yeah. about that. But you're not likely... Unless it just, by happenstance. Yeah. Right? Also depends where you go to school, too, because... That's true, because elderberries are are northern? A little more northern hemisphere, are they? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, they're they're great diuretic. They're natural laxative. They are good for the skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they help to lower blood sugar. So you know, like they're they're one of those um, regulators right. that help to keep your blood sugar levels stable. That's a lot of times why people take the extract. You know, like the pill form. Right. Yeah. So 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 many reasons to to enjoy elderberries, just not not raw. Just not raw. Just so not you raw. can't you can't kill your boss with elderberry jam because you have to cook them to make the jam. Exactly. So Yes. Yes. You could, wanna... however, say, Hey, I found these cool berries in my garden and boy are they tasty. We've been eating them all week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. I just didn't want somebody, you know, to try to kill their boss with elderberry jam and miss the point of the cooking. <laughs> And write us a nasty letter. Be like, hey, I've given my boss like five jars of elderberry jam and nothing's happened. What gives, guys? (laughs) Yeah. He keeps asking for more. He loves it. What gives? Uh, I just don't want the nasty. But at that point, your boss will like you more because you're giving them this awesome jam. So there's no need to kill him anymore. Maybe he'll be nicer. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Give you a 37 cent raise. So... In in opposition to the whole killing the boss thing, I yeah. say make them some elderberry jam because That's maybe right. it'll just make them sweeter. Make them rhubarb jam without <laughs> the leaves 
and yes. they'll uh, they'll just go. be nicer to you. Presents, not toxins. <laughs> sounds that sounds fair. That sounds like uh, a good time for a trip to the health food store. Definitely sounds like a good time for a Now, you've been doing store. these, you've been bringing the food like the last like five times. I have to prepare probably the next one or next two to be fair. Yeah, I think and so. And also, you bring like I bring weird, healthy, stuff. weird combinations of stuff. I do. Oh, um, and I'm dropping things. What do you got? So today got? I have Chia Pod, uh, dark cocoa, ch ch chia uh, chia seed pudding. I would imagine this one looks Do you remember that? Ch -ch -ch Chia. Yeah. What is it? The remember? Chia Pets. Chia Pets. Wow, we Chia dated pets. ourselves because those totally commercials haven't been around since early 90s. Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay, so I've got this yummy gelatinous. That doesn't... I just, I just flipped it over. It almost looks like an alien. <laughs> like, <ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> this, this gloopy little alien thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, Now, I make my own chia seed pudding. So, however, I, this is chocolate. I'm going to say right now that I'm not a fan of chia. And yeah. you know what I think is funny? What? You didn't, you actually, when I made the, the African fufu dumpling, the yes. first one. The first one. And you called it snotty because it was a little <laughs> slimy and gelatinous. It was very, well, and it was salty too. You spit so it right on. out. Yeah, I did. You know what? But you Completely eat. Completely did. You make your own chia and you've given I me do. that. Yes. And that is. <laughs> That is like, it's it's snotty. It's it's slimy. It's gelatinous. Well, and I don't no, like the texture of like it. Pudding. And you I do textures like okay. I'll eat raw oysters, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but I don't really like the texture of it. Yeah. Especially given that she doesn't really have a lot of flavor, right? Like uh, if it was delicious, if it tastes... Seeds? I don't know. Do you know what? I've got a bag of chia seeds in the fridge. Go because I'm I'm seeing you mix that up, and that doesn't mm -hmm. look like the consistency of pudding. That looks less appetizing. Yeah, to me. but it's I don't. It's soft and so was and like my melt. So was my fufu dumpling. And, mm, you're not getting any of this, by the way. It's awesome. So this is you're called. You're spilling it. You're spilling it oh. at the top. <laughs> It, it wiggles around. You see it wiggling on him here. It's hilarious. <laughs> so this is like a little pudding cup in a little plastic cup. Comes with mm -hmm. its own little spoon, I guess. Yes. That's neat. Yeah, it comes. I love that there's but, a spoon in the lid. But see, so it wiggles around as if it was one yeah. Yeah, alien being, right? Yeah. Pulls away from the sides and it's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just brown like chocolate pudding. A little lumpy looking, but it's the movement of it that's... I... I like it. The chocolate is it's it. dark chocolate. Well, it's just cocoa. It's cocoa. So if you like cocoa, that's what the flavor is. It's like full on yeah. cocoa with and it's made with almond milk, I believe. It's almond milk or coconut milk. I so it's dairy free. The, gluten yeah, free, it's dairy, dairy free. free, gluten free. It's even low on sugar, like it's not too sweet. Not too sweet. It's not very sweet at all. Yeah. Oh, I Oh wow. So I there's 11 grams of sugar in this. In so, a little pod. That's the same. That's the same that you would find in a thing of yogurt. Yeah. I'd like right? to, you know what I'd like to get is a um, a standard commercial, like a snack pack pudding. Mm-hmm. 
and see how many grams of sugar is in that. It's got to mm. be at least double. I would think so. Because this is not very sweet at all. It's, um, you know what? First and foremost, if you've had chia, mm-hmm. if you like chia, texturally, it's... Well, you're going to like it. Yeah, if you like the texture of chia. If you've never had it, yeah. you have to prepare for kind of slimy little seeds. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to because, think of what well, it's like. I would say tapioca because... Kind of. Yeah, I guess, because but tapioca is infused into the actual pudding. Yeah. But you, but you know those little tapioca balls? Yeah, but it's like tapioca with it's like that, raspberry it's seeds. seeds in it, kind yeah. of like that. Yeah, because it is. It's an actual seed. Yeah. And chia seeds are actually, they're, they're very healthy. You know what? It's there's nothing wrong with it. This is a lot better than any chi I've had from you. I feel like it's smaller. Balls of smaller because it's kind of like little balls, like tapioca, right? Mm -hmm. The one you make seems to be bigger balls or something. Well, it depends on the type of chia you have too, right? So this is good. It's chocolatey. Mm -hmm. As a pudding, I would say if if I wanted this like as a dessert. Mm-hmm. If you're like a hardcore organic vegan health nut, this might be a sweet treat for you if you really don't eat sweets. For yeah. the normal population, this isn't sweet enough to be called a chocolate dessert. This would be more like a cocoa breakfast or something. Well, exactly. And you know what? I think a lot of times that's what people use it as. I know for myself, um, one day I was running late. I was in between teaching a yoga class and then heading to the cancer center to to do a lesson there. Right. And so I only had like forty five minutes. So I and I and in that forty five minutes I had twenty minutes of driving, right, right, to get from one place to the other. So I ran into the grocery store. I grabbed a vanilla one of these and a little box of berries. Because the chia seeds are really, really filling. Like they, they expand right. in your stomach and they really hold you over. They're high in protein and high in fiber. Protein, really? Yeah. Yeah, know. they're very high in protein. They're great for a vegetarian. It's one of those things that as a vegetarian, it's something, you know, have on hand. That's why I keep Had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I grabbed one of these and it's just like a little thing the size of a yogurt container. Yeah. Right. And I grabbed the vanilla one with a little box of raspberries, and I was set for the day. Like, I didn't need any other food for the day. Right. And it was. It made a great lunch, <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is what it was. It made a great lunch. I couldn't see eating that as, as a dessert, personally. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's not desserty to me, but it's uh, – I like the chocolate flavor. It's chocolatey. It's flavors, very chocolatey. Flavor's on the, point. Yeah, yeah. I've never had the chocolate one before. I what, do like it. What did you hand me? So then the second product that I have here is a Jimmy Bar. Didn't we do these already? No, we didn't do the Jimmy Bars. They've been sitting here on the desk for for a couple of weeks to do them, but we haven't actually done them. I'm sure we did these already. But... Oh, no. I'm sure I've never been into that. Let me try this. <laughs> Jimmy Bar. Jimmy Bar. And that's the that's the banana one. Can I see that for one second? It's like cardamom. It's um, no bluffin' banana muffin. No bluffin' banana muffin. <laughs> no bluffin' banana that's, muffin. That's cardamom for sure. It is. Do you like it? Um, it depends. It depends? What does it depend on? It depends on its function. If it is a mm-hmm. meal replacement or a protein bar for a workout, mm-hmm. then yes, because most of the time those are nasty. That's true. And this is better. It has a more natural element. It's crunchy. Do I like it just like it to eat it as a snack? No. If it was a health food device, meal replacement, or a protein infusion, mm-hmm. 
then yeah, it's better than uh, what would be its competition. It's got big chunks of nuts in it. Yeah. I like the texture. It's a little dry, but still kind of chewy. Okay. And it tastes like bananas and cardamom and nuts. The flavor isn't bad. I, I so don't what like is it. it? Is it supposed to be a meal I'm sorry, replacement? It's not a winner for me. I I honestly don't know. I is think it like maybe? I think it's more like a snack. Like because when I'm working out in that, I'll have like a a Cliff Bar or mm-hmm. you know I forget the names of the other ones, but I think it's meant as like a granola bar replacement for people that are gluten intolerant or celiac because it's it's just it's just called a. Like, it's a gluten-free Yeah, it says bar. under 200 calories, no preservatives, mm-hmm. clean snack bar. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, I'm not really sure what they're meant as. Personally, I don't like it. I could see, like, I have a couple of these, and I'll keep them in my purse for those days when, when I'm out and there's nothing available gluten-free. And it does happen. Even now, in this... In this time with such awareness, there are still places that I've been where it's impossible to get safe food to eat without going into a grocery store, like in a restaurant or yeah. something. Yeah, so, you have trouble with that. you know, to have these in my purse is that kind of thing, but I don't like the texture, and I don't really care for the this flavor one, of that one. This one says um, one. it's got good fats in it, seven grams. Only four grams of fiber and three grams of protein. So it's definitely not a protein infusion no. type bar. Um, but yeah, for a clean snack, if I was doing a low protein pre or post workout, I could do that because as a health style bar, mm-hmm. it's not bad. I like the texture. I like the bit of cardamomy in the banana. You wouldn't like the banana flavor or the chunks of nuts. No. Yeah, which, it's the chunks of nuts that throw me off. Which I, I like, like but would I say it's delicious and yummy no no it's not something i'd eat as a treat no i'd eat it as a uh this would be a a health alternative yeah which i could see that i I think that's its function because it says clean snack bar yeah right so if you want something that's that's going to be healthy and you know give you a a little bit of a little bit bit of juice yeah yeah then then it's good for that okay well Okay, well that's good. Well, thanks, uh, thanks Chia Pod and Jimmy Bar mm-hmm. for that unsponsored. Obviously, our as always, our real opinions about everything. Yes, for sure. Do you have a prescription for flavor for our listeners today? I do. I thought this one was fitting. I know it's kind of a cliched saying, but I thought it really fit. So never judge a book by its cover. All right. <laughs> what do you mean? What's I got to do? What do you mean? Like well, don't judge like, an elderberry? Exactly. So don't just will kill you. That's a good one. Don't just go into the woods and eat any berries that you, you see. Go, that's exactly. A, yeah. So never judge a book by its cover. Don't judge whether a book. it's a berry or a root vegetable. Don't judge a bush by or its a berry. Leaf. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I just want to mention. I think last chance at naturalgen.com for your giveaway. That's right. Yes, it ends next week. So ends one next more week. week of so you've only got foods. yeah, you've only got a few days. That's a Namaste mm-hmm. gluten free food giveaway. There's some really great stuff. That's right. And uh, each person can have up to five chances to enter or five entries. Yes. So good chance yep. to win that food basket at naturalgen with two ends dot com. Yep, it's right there on the homepage. <clears throat> so so go do that right now, unless you're driving. Yeah. If you're driving. <laughs> Pull over. (laughs) Pull over. Pull over and do it right now. (laughs) 
There you go. And we're always looking for new questions of the week. Uh, go to pffpodcast.com and uh, submit any food or health-related questions for Jennifer or myself. Yes. And our social media is there, there, so reach out and tell us how much you love and or hate us. <laughs> and as always, every single Thursday, we're coming at you with everything related to food or health. Yes. So uh, have an awesome week, and we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. See you later. Bye-bye. This has been Prescription for Flavor. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in next time for your next dose.